the dogs think that the humans are babies and they are the 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 the, uh. the, the parents and if they are the parents then the babies are absent and when the babies are out they don't know how to care about them babies shouldn't go to hunt babies shouldn't go to 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 right. mark the territories it should be opposite right because that makes a sense why then it's like when you talk about it being a burden to them it's a lot of pressure for them because they're trying to parent but they have no control over where their babies went in their mind there there you go because that's what they are because they are left they are left when the group doesn't have an a structure that's natural like natural structure whatever natural structure for the group means the most important, what, what means actually natural structure? What's the order of the group that has a leader? Yeah. And that's the most responsible one for the survival. And the yeah. rest of them going to, you know, make that content and make that uh, uh, group uh, move on if led somewhere. That's right. the most important. So, and then in, um, uh, when, we, when we are missing the leader, then the dog is taking that position naturally because if the leader is absent, then the group can survive without a leader. Even yeah. though we survive, but then the question becomes like, if we are, if we are leading the life and the, the way we do, if we really stick to the role of leader and then we know to remain in the relationship we, we belong to, to remain in a job we belong to, we are leading our life, we are leading ourselves, navigating through the life. Then we can lead anyone. Yeah, if but we are for not the dog able to, to lead ourselves, we can't do. We can be a leaders to our dog, and then they fail to recognize the leader. If they fail to recognize the leader, naturally they're gonna feel that position, and then this okay. drama starts. Because just I before you uh, uh, you know ask a little more question for clarification or make me this make me say this little clearly, I want to remember you that last time I told. And I think that's very nice. It just came to me, um, the 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 uh, the remembering that actually what happens to the dogs is that the dogs are forever wolf puppies. I don't know. Do you remember that? I think mm -hmm. we discussed that. The wolf. That's why they are so cute. That even if you have a dog that's old, like five years and ten years, in his little eyes, he still looks like so cute. He might mm -hmm. have a gray. Uh, kind of like uh, hair and you mm -hmm. might see him he being old, but the expression of the dog, it would be, oh my God, it's so cute. I would just cuddle with him. That's why they are, they're, they're trapped in that, in, that, in that perception of the world, like they are puppies. And the, what our puppies are missing always are the parents, the leaders, the alphas, the, the, the representatives who are going to take them through the life. And that wouldn't change no matter are the dogs like five, five months or five years or 15 years. They're going to always remain a puppies and the people are going to need because they need to feel you, the role of the parents. But when you say they remain puppies, like they feel in that puppy role or that they're projected upon as a puppy because they look so cute that's, and they again, like that's what this that's what the evolution that's what that's what allowed to evolution to happen, right? What happens there is that more you become cuter and less aggressive, easier yeah. would be for you to get the food from the people rather than from the from the mother and the father. Right. So let us, and that's how the that separation of the wolf and the dogs happen. The tame yeah. ones were able to get closer to a humans. 
And more tame the, the wolves were and more cuter they were, the humans were going after those. So that natural selection started to happen. And the, the wolves that were looking cuter being nicer because that's what the Benaya right. experiment showed. So yeah. that's what actually happened. The evolution happened that the dogs kind of remained the puppies forever. Because, because that they don't have is the way to survive. In the way to survive, because they are yeah. not dependent on the wolves anymore, on the mother and the father to bring the, right. to bring the you know kill, okay. and then they now depend on the humans. So now, when they're at home and and the human goes away, they're anxious because if they don't feel like the human is their leader, mm -hmm. they feel like the human is out there and they're not able to protect them. So Themself. every time. They themselves. won't be able to protect themselves, so they need puppies to be next to them. And that's why they are fr frantic and they are like completely in panic that something going to happen to the own, uh, to the, to the, to the parents, to the babies actually, and they won't be there to protect them. So when they come home, they're like, ah, because they're, oh my God, they came home. Thank God they came home. Yeah, yeah, but then, then the question becomes, what did they do until they didn't, until the parents didn't came home, babies didn't came home? Because that separation anxiety has a lot of symptoms. They might pee and poo all over the place. That's again a signal. You know, I'm peeing and pooing all over the place because I want to leave a signal for my babies to be able to smell the way back to the to the home. You know, mm -hmm. and then we come home and then punish them. But they said like, you oh, so that they can even think we're lost. Yeah, they're thinking we are lost. That's and then yeah, don't you know. don't know. We never know how the how the baby, how the dogs would how actually dogs. cope with that anxiety of babies being lost. Yeah, I would babies being to, humans, they're humans. Yeah, the be yeah. the humans are babies. That's because the roles yeah. are switched. Now right. the babies go to hunt and the leaders stay home, and that's not natural. That's not natural. Yeah. Okay. Can so, you follow? Is this yeah, I totally say, like, follow. I just re I'm I'm reiterating the words for people watching because babies just reminding everybody that in right now we're talking about puppies seeing their humans as their Human babies babe. yes there and you they go. feel Human like babe. they have to take care of them and so when they leave the house anxiety it's, comes because i don't know where they are i don't know how to protect them because they're gone yes. and all of these things start happening because the roles are reversed yes every and then how do you how do you get rid of that yeah again rituals because the rituals are helping you regain the position that the dog gonna finally relax and say, thanks God you are taking care about me. Yeah. How are you gonna prove them that you are taking, you are taking care about them anyhow? What's problem is emotional entanglement and a position to distance ourselves from dogs and then do what's right, right? And that's yeah. feeding ritual, Reuniting and you know leaving and reuniting and play ritual. And, I forget. Uh, I forget leaving. I remember coming home, but what? How do you leave them? Uh, yeah, you just go out because that's not a drama. That's a okay. problem. Oftentimes we leave the home or we go out like, oh, I'll come back, stay here. Here is a little, you know, mommy is gonna be back. In you know, yeah. just talking to them. And when you are talking to them, you are actually doing exactly what they are doing when they are leaving and they are anxious of leaving, right? Yeah. What they're doing, uh, let, let's just come back so we see the, the, the mirroring of yeah. the, our behavior to their behavior. So when you take a leash out and your dog is reactive, so when you go out in a walk, then your dog is pulling or your dog right. is 
you know, jumping on the other people or, uh, uh, you know, barking on our dogs or have problem with the cows or chickens or whatever. So he's all over the place. So we choose to take a dog in those kind of circumstances on the, uh, on the, on the walk. Uh, and then we take a leash and the dog immediately starts, you know, you know, getting hip hyper anxious, hyper, uh, we would say happy. The dog is getting happy, right? He likes to go to lead, to to walk. What the dog is actually doing is building up the level of adrenaline. He's going going in that frank 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 frantic um, yeah. uh, state mm-hmm. in order to build up the hormones that they're gonna need for the purpose of going out. Okay. The purpose of them going out is not to pee and poo. The purpose of going out is to hunt, to mark the territory, or to protect the territory. So right. when you are taking your dog outside, you are not taking the dog to a walk or to exercise. You are doing, you are taking a dog to work, and that's why it's so uh, frustrated for the dogs to go out because they need to be ahead of the danger, and you never right. know what the dog is gonna pr- pronounce, what's gonna be a danger in the dog's little mind. It can be a human's. Then the dog become human aggressive. It can be dogs. Then the dogs become dog aggressive. It can be chicken. Then they become chicken aggressive. <laughs> whatever they come, whatever they in their mind, they structure. Oh, this is a threat for the group. They're gonna attack it, and then we're gonna say, Oh, I don't know how to do. I need to. I need to disconnect his attention. I need to desensitize. No, no, that's not what you do. You don't desensitize the dog's behavior. You take over the leadership position and you say to him, you don't do that. That's my job to do. Yours is to follow and I'm going to take you whenever you want. So a, a very important thing is don't take your dogs that are reactive to the walk. They don't need walk as from our perception. It's for them. I know. That's pretty huge. That's Again, we repeat that over and over and over because the people are guilty of taking the dogs for a walk of three miles and five miles. But that's what they're taught. I mean, that's that's the culture. I think, again, that's a thing that can be unlearned mm. because it can be a burden to the owner, but they feel like they need to do it because that's what we've been taught. Your dog needs exercise. Your dog we needs are, to get are, out. Yeah, we, that, and that how, that's why we are feeling guilty of not doing things yeah. that no, we don't need to do. It's I a know. fake, it's a projected guilt. Yeah, it's a somebody somebody along the line started teaching people that that's the right thing to do for their dog. So, I mean, you have well-meaning dog owners being very, very diligent to try to walk their dog at least twice a day. Yeah, but you know why they're going to be why they, 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 there is a there is a logical link to that. When the dogs come back from the walk, they are tired yeah. and they're going to rest and sleep. And you know why? Because they were had to work, yeah. overwhelmed with the work. You know, and this is physically active. If yeah, you wanna, yeah. if you're gonna bring them home from the walk, a test. If you're gonna bring them home from the walk of five miles, and you get them in, and they lay down, and finally kind of fell asleep because really, really they are tired, but they're gonna still follow you to the bathroom, follow you here, follow you there. If you start playing with them. Jumping them, the uh, you know, dropping them the ball, running away from the hide and seek, or engage with them. They're gonna, they're gonna start doing it like they, they were not seeing the walk at all. So they are mentally and physically exhausted. It's not something that they go for a leisure. They're exhausted out. No, I get work. it. 
I get it. Yeah. I get it. I'm just, I'm just I'm sorry. I'm pointing <laughs> it out to everybody watching because it's something we've been taught. Like we've been taught this yeah, over and like over and over again. And, and I noticed it with my dog, Izzy, when, when I was in a, you know, like she's really small. So, you know, having, when I moved to a place that had the yard a bigger yard and like stairs and the whole thing. Like, I'm like, Oh, we're playing. And I walk, you know, I'd play fetch with her and do everything. And, and I was like, do we really need to go for a walk? Like no, you in, don't because... in, intuitively I felt yeah, like we're good. She's good. I'm good. But I still felt this guilt. Like I'm somewhere in there. That's what I'm supposed to do. And like, I'm doing something wrong by but... not taking her on a walk. So this is so freeing because it kind of gives you permission to trust your gut with your own dog. Yeah, yeah, but you, Dala, you, you find how, you know how many people uh, like uh, reject this and they like, uh, they would even like confront me on this and everything. Yeah. And they would like, oh, they are Dobermans, they are this, they are that, they need exercise, they need this, they need that. No, again, it's like when you have, does you remember like a, a, a kind of, even if you are, born to be athlete, you know, born mm -hmm. in athlete family. For example, your mom and your dad were a great athlete and your parents are athlete and everyone is athlete, you know, or let's also go to a lawyer. So let's go to something more dramatic, like skill kind. So you have this lawyer loyalty to a lawyer position and you have this generation and generation of the family where everyone is lawyer. And then if someone is not lawyer, then he, then he feels guilty of not being a lawyer. He's a black sheep of the family. He's not doing things. And he just didn't want to learn those skills that are genetically maybe there is a predisposition. If you keep on these skills, you're going to become and you have much yeah. better possibilities than someone else. If yeah. someone else is born in an athlete family, might have a better possibilities to develop a skill skills but if those skills and our responsibility is in this environment to have those skills locked within the dogs the same way we locked their their testosterone or their estrogen by doing the castration and and, and the sterilization of all kind so now we again i i keep telling that uh, you can't be generous to a nature of the dogs when you take them to a walk because you want to enhance their uh, natural skills or natural tendency to work and do something, where actually like three months before now, because we were told that we can go to the pet set, pet, pet shelter or pet uh, whatever party or in you know, a park or whatever, if our dog is not castrated. So we go against complete nature of the dog. It's kind of- Okay, funny. but you kind of lost me. I'm gonna be no. honest. No, I didn't. No, Maybe I, no, I lost myself. You lost me a little bit because um, I, I got what you were saying. Until so, when? Like, like, so we go back and we say like it's a husky. Okay. And a Let's... husky is bred to have to be a work dog, to be able to pull a sled, to be able to do those things. Yes. But but now in our world, like we, and we are talking about the world. Let's say 20, 50 years, hundred years. Yeah. So we we <laughs> take the husky into our home. And we think because it's a husky, we have to go for walks because it needs to work. It needs to get this out of its system. It needs to do this thing. And what you're saying, this is where it corrected me. If I'm just, I just make sure I was following. That you're saying like a walk is not the same as pulling a sled. A walk is not the same as what a husky innately did. So even us trying to 
stimulate or emulate some type of work through a walk, it's not the same. So it's no. not, it's not, it's stressing them out and it's not providing what we think that we're providing for them. Okay. Uh, is that right? Yeah, it is right. I, I just need to correct a little bit there. Okay. Because the dog would naturally, regardless of breed, the dog as a species would go to walk from one place to the other only for three reasons. To hunt, mm -hmm. to mark the territory, and to protect the territory. That they would do if they are stray dogs, and that what exactly are wolf doing to this okay. day. Okay. Wait here. That's now now the Got transitioning it. is important. Got it. Okay. They would do that in order to get the food. Now the humans created a deal with the dogs, and they said, if you led sled for me uh, and be husky and then you are Doberman and you all develop all of these skills. You do this for me and I'm going to provide the food. But Got that's it. not the language of the nature. That's the language right. that a human invented in order for to uh, exchange food for trade. Got it. Yeah. When you remove the food, uh, when you remove the trade from the picture, mm -hmm then remains the pure essence of the nature. Yeah. Walk is only to provide, the mark the territory, hunt, hunt. and uh, and protect the territory. If you don't go to hunt because the food is provided by the humans, what's right. the purpose of walking? There is none. I There get is it. none. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're not doing them any favor. Like they don't need to go do that for exercise. No, there is no the, need for ex the, exercise. The better to play with contract. them. Play with them. Play. That's what the. What, that's what we need to do, and that's what we fail to do because the lot of time we are taking dogs to endless walks yeah. where we are moving from one end to the other, and then we bring them to some dog parks and we let them play with the dogs. What they are doing in the dog park again, they are establishing the hierarchy. Mm. They are not playing. The okay. only one per people and people. The only one. Um, how you can say that the only one members, the only one uh, thing the dog would like to play with are it's the you. members of the family is you, yeah. you yeah. and your husband and your, yeah. your kids and your dogs and other dogs so of funny. family. That's yeah. only thing because My that, dog the park. that creates it. a bond. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so much sense. So, okay. So then my question is this. In just the, the natural curiosity of health, you know, cardiac health, like all the health, bones and whatever, is, so do we need to provide them that kind of opportunity to be able to run around and play with us and do things like that just for their general, like, movement and breathing the, and... Of course, because, you know, the, 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 the being out in the air, mm -hmm. you know, being exposed to a sun and to air... Yeah. And to places like that is actually very important for digestion, for the synthesis of a lot of minerals that are, you know, naturally find in the food. But in order to extract them and to integrate them in the body, you need the sun and you need the, you need the right. air and you need the oxygen. So going out from the home, of course, the dog is not a cat. But the thing is, 
just to remember that it doesn't have to be a walk and it doesn't have no. to be the dog park. It just yeah. it's the best type of exercise is playing with you. Playing with you wherever that is. And your family, your your Yeah, if that's a backyard, it's great. If you need to drive somewhere to have some place where you're gonna play with your dog, do that. If that's a dog park, try to be there when no one is there. Yeah. Because other dogs you, you will oftentimes hear this um, kind of, uh, oh, my dog loved this dog, and then that dog loved that dog, and when we go there, they play forever. It's just because every single dog park and every single one of the people that has a dog's experience, the dog fight in a park is inevitable. It's not that won't happen. The question is when it's going to happen. Yeah. It's, you can't, you can't, that's the nature yeah. of the dog. You can't avoid a fight in a dog park. The question just becomes how much mm -hmm. your dog going to be uh, injured. That's yeah. what, and, and that's why dog, Izzy hated it then, because she's only four and a half pounds. She's like, get me out of here. And everything else, like a, a dog, a dog sitting areas, like a, a daycares and the boarding facilities, all of that is a, you know, if I would need to run any business and I need to kind of like have a pet, pet sitting business and whatever, I would always question one thing is a liability, not in how much money and how you're going to pay if damage happened, how you're going to survive that emotionally, because it must happen. It's not question if you have a pet sitting business or you have a daycare or you have a boarding facility. It's not a question, will the fight of the dogs happen? It's going to have how often going to happen and which consequences of that going to be. Why? Because the dogs are always tend to create a structure of the group. And since they don't have a time, time value of the time, because they are always present, they don't know that they went in a park for two minutes or 15 minutes playing with the other dogs. They okay. think that the group expanded. Okay. And then they okay. want to create another structure uh, um, of the group. You, you, can you follow that? So that's yeah, what yeah. the park is. Yeah. It's not, okay. They are not playing because they love each other. No, they I get it. Because they want to create uh, the structure of the right. group. The moment the structure is created, the dog lay all over the place and you can see them laying. Oh, they get tired. But then yeah. just until someone else doesn't come. And yeah. then you have someone goes or someone comes and the new drama right. starts again because the group is not the same anymore. Yeah, and that's like you said to me, like even if you're a guest in a house, they don't it's know same. you're a guest. So they're, they're like, oh, go. now you're a new person in this whole group. So now we, I have to figure out how you fit into all this. Where do, may, maybe they're looking for, you know, finally a leader possibility. And they, mm -hmm. that, that's why they're going to challenge the guest usually the most. They're going to, how they, they won't challenge him. Like maybe it would be like, you know, coming and jumping on you or, you know, bringing you toys to play with you or barking at you. That's, yeah. that's not kind of, oh, he needs my attention. No, it, it's a, it's a literally challenge game. Yeah. Where they just want to see how you're going to react, what will be if they do this, what you're going to do. And mm -hmm. then they want to immediately work their little brain around where to fit you with the rest of the pack. Yeah. And then once that settle, the dog goes and lays. And then you okay. suddenly leave. Now you leave. And then again, the new structure comes. Oh, now we are three again. And let's start now again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> yes. That gives you empathy for the puppies because, or the dogs, because you're just like their world's always changing because they're not really sure what the dynamic that's is. And that's their problem. turf. That's their biggest problem. The yeah. world, the human world changes on a daily basis. 
and the dogs are pretty much not, they are not, uh, doesn't mean nothing about how do you get them that they're used to be fed at uh, five o'clock and get to the walk at 10 o'clock and how to put them on a ritual. Uh, Pavlov got a Nobel Prize for explaining that. It's very simple. If you continue to impress certain dynamic of the behavior impact from outside, it's going to occasionally turn in, into a un, um, how you say that un, uh, unconditioned behavior. So conditioned behavior, I'm feeding you at five o'clock and I'm taking yeah. you at uh, five o'clock outside. Why they are jumping at five o'clock if you're going to take them outside? It's because their hormonal status start to change at half past four because they are preparing themselves. If they know that you're going to take them out at five, why would they start getting up and uh, raising the hormone uh, for the adrenaline yeah. to get out and walk? Walk. Yeah. At at uh, at, and then you're going to have them anxious at five o'clock. What you need to do is just stop, break that circle. Because the Pavlov also explained that if the conditioned behavior turn into unconditioned behavior and you remove the primal stimuli so you don't enforce it anymore, the conditioned behavior, the unconditional behavior tends to gravitate to whatever new conditioned behavior become or tends to come back to its natural state. So, okay. for example, if we feed the dogs, again, just to put it here because maybe it's easier to understand, when you feed the dog all the time at, five, at uh, three in the morning or five, let's say, Six in the morning or eight in the morning, and then the and then you feed them over excessive period of time. They're gonna start. Um, uh, they're gonna start producing a saliva and producing a acid in stomach, uh, like uh, 15 minutes before or half an hour before. If they don't get the food at eight o'clock when when expected, they're gonna vomit, and then you go. Yeah, oh, and so many baby, people leave their hungry. leave their food out, which is not good for them either like it's you need to set it out they get a certain amount of time to eat it and then if they don't you take it away yeah and then and you are not also you you have a freedom to that and that i always advise choose different times of feeding each during the day so you are the leader because the leader always makes what are we eating for how long we're eating and when we are eating so those okay. de those decisions are the leader and if you Tell them, okay, today we are eating kibbles and it's seven o'clock. Tomorrow we are eating cookies, cooking things, and it's uh, five o'clock. And then day after tomorrow we are eating ribs and it's three o'clock. He follows. He doesn't ask. The dog doesn't ask questions. So he's not like, I'm not like this. I'm not going to eat. No. But he might be if if and then he'll learn if like you're gonna. This is what you're gonna get. And whatever I give you, and you can make the choice whether you eat or not. Yes. Okay. That's, so that's I, have, I have another question though, because I think this is a big one. So, so separation anxiety, when you travel, like I had to travel for work, mm -hmm. right? Every other week I had to leave for like three or four days. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really hard thing to figure out what you do with your puppy when you're in that situation. How do they know how long, cause you said time is kind of like, they don't understand time. Mm -hmm. What, what are ways I know, Optimally, if you have a partner and the dog can stay in the house, like that's best. If you mm -hmm. don't, if you're single and you don't have a partner that can take care of that, then the next best thing would have someone come in your house to take care yes. of your pet. In and living mate or in living uh, uh, 
pet sitter. Pet sitter. But it's very important for them to follow the rules. They, you know, now you bring someone that's gonna, if you do the rules and rituals and everything, and you make your dog be perfectly behave, and now you know and you follow everything, and now you have someone for a week or two or three, they can easily switch everything back to, because if they're not leader to a dog, that they they're gonna they're gonna make a mess to a dog. So you need to have a very uh, well well how you say trained leader of the dog that mm-hmm. you're gonna trust that they can care about your your house and your dog because that's the that's the right way to do. It's right. not a boarding kennel. It's not a it's not a daycare. It's not nothing. If you need to travel, it's an in living. Uh, a person that you can trust that can follow the leading rituals so he can just re- he just replaces the leader yeah. while you are absent hunting like maybe 3,000 miles away. Yeah, so is there anything you do or say or don't do or say when you're going to leave for three to four days or whatever, no, however long? Just not, no, you no, just leave. You just yeah, leave. you just leave because in the dog mind, what changed? Nothing. Okay. What you know, it, it's the same. And do like, they know that we're gone for that long? Then they don't really know we're gone for three, four, five days. But they don't have an essence. They don't have an, a time. They don't have I know, an. This a, is, I know. This is why I'm asking because it's not <laughs> no, yeah, like I'm to sorry, you. I'm it's sorry, like to you. Oh, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. no. Duh, but to us, it's like <laughs> it's a mystery. You know, you're like, how do I? I've heard somebody say like, you should tell your dog you're gone for three sleeps or three nights. Oh. And then dog need to count to three, and then he knows it. I don't know. This is why I'm saying these. Are, this is why it's funny. All the things you get told when you become a dog mom. You know, it's like yeah, I this get is, that. And then they're supposed to know that 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 helps them know that you're coming back at closer to that time. So like, it's just they nice. They don't care. To, like, you you are care. we are we are because the they only what they care about is a group. Yeah. The group need to be led by someone because the survival of the group depend on that's why the family constellation system and family constellation therapy was so natural to me because mm-hmm. I do understand the systemic work of how the group operates, how the system uh, operates. Yeah, in yeah. order to make balance in everything. Yeah. And then oftentimes what we can see is that oftentimes in this hidden dynamic of loyalty, the individual of the group can be sacrificed for the benefit of the entire group. Mm-hmm. The system doesn't care, and the individuals within the system doesn't care. The only thing what's important is survival. The more you get away from mm-hmm. this human consciousness, more you in tune get to this simple survival existence need of one individual within the group. And then if you leave your dog with someone that can be a leader, the group survived. The dog will be provided, protected, and led. No matter by who. If not, they're anxious and unsettled and burdened while you're gone. Yes. Okay. Because that's what I was thinking when when I was with my partner formerly and I left to India. Mm hmm Izzy started peeing in the bed, and she never had done that before. She was, she was calling you me to come home. To come home, uh, that kind of thing might happen. So if you if you have someone pet sitting for you and you are gone for a longer time, you can expect the dog can pee and poo in the home, and that's why it's only why because they want you to find their place where so they can, might yeah. experience anxiety. It makes so much sense. Like and that's. You know, it. Yeah. Once they're, once they're aware that you're not coming home, mm-hmm. and they are they are protected, led, and provided by another leader, they're gonna accept them 
in a, in 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 the best possible best possible way. And when you come home, again you come home. That's very important. Again, you come home like you was away one hour. Okay. It's not important. That's that's hard for them for us, not for them. For them, this is so good. This is so good. So come home just like that. It's been an hour, so you're not like, oh my god, mom. Yes. You're just like hi, and then order is restored. Not even hi. <laughs> well, yeah, you just stand there, whatever. <laughs> let them settle down, and then you whatever. Pet them and stuff after they settle down, but just to remember in their mind. Every time we leave and go, they're they're re. It's a separation. And they're reorganizing the the, the leadership and the pack. Yes. Yeah, that's really that, really helpful. We have a lot of we have a lot of rooms. We have a lot of doors to close. Yeah. Because the again, you need to put yourself in their shoes. They don't know how long we were gone. Even if we were in toilet, right? Right. And they don't know did anything happen to us when we were gone. And right. that, well, that's what they want to, to be sure that nothing happened to us. And if we keep talking to them and communicating back to them, oh, mommy's here, don't worry, do this, do that. What you are telling them actually is that there the is worrying. some anxiety, worrying. Uh, you should worry about me because I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm coming back with a story. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All that energy is like worry energy instead of just matter of fact. Because like, we are talking to them. I'm back. Because we are talking them out from place of guilt. Yeah. I feel guilty, so I need to explain myself. And they mm -hmm. sense that. And no leader is guilty for his actions. Yeah. If you don't like yeah. this, Ooh, sometimes... But I can see where this gets into emotional entanglement, which is another episode. But I can see why that gets crossed then, because... Why do you need to cross the drama? Why do you need to have them need you or like be like, oh, you know, they miss me. They need me. Hmm. Like then it's a bit about something else, not <laughs> yes. so much about you leading your dog. Yes. Oh, so this is going to be example, interesting to like, yeah, that'll be fun to get into. We, ha we have a friend staying with us here. Uh -huh. So the dynamic of the group is not the same as it was when, she, when she's not around. Yeah. So we went out uh, with uh, with a little Hanny, as we always do, to the beach walks, and we let uh -huh. him run. Uh, you know, um, they let you do that unleashed there. I hope no one from the community gonna look this episode. So I guess. Okay. I... <laughs> no, that's nice. That's good. You can. Because it's kind of like I I kind of like uh, run there with him and then play with him with with him yeah. with the with the sand and things like that. So yeah. we kind of have our little rituals there. there. But his little he we raise him literally to be very kind of little independent uh, puppy and dog that doesn't you know when you call him comes but he is not interesting in other people. He never goes to the other people. So he's kind of like very very uh, group oriented little doggy. So we went out uh, another night, and then usually, you know, he he runs like along along the beach. You know, we start that, and then he goes a little longer way. So it was dark, and he's like has this little uh, dark, uh, uh, how you say that, uh, black head and white white coat on the on the night. So you don't see him actually. He blends in the sand, and he blends in the dark. So actually, you don't see him. So I, I was kind of like, uh, we were walking and going and going, and I, I, I see he's not around us. And then the veteran said like, oh, he's going to lose himself, we're going to lose him. And I said like, yeah, maybe if he thinks there is something, some better place for him to be, Aww. he's welcome to go. Aww. And the moment I said that, next thing you know, he's around our 
our um, how you said our legs. And that's always that's very good uh, also exercise. How you oftentimes how you can save your dog is when they run away from you. You need to run the opposite direction. Mm. You never chase your dog. You can't. You can't because uh, the, that chasing. It's always game of uh, challenge, and oftentimes I have this literally this advice saved the dogs from running under the under the under the truck mm. or going out to the street, because if dog runs one direction, the only things what he will look after is are you following him? As long as you follow the dog, he gonna run away, and you when the dog has four legs, like we are much. Why do they the keep running away? Sorry. Why do they run a, keep running if you're chasing them? That's a them? challenge. That's a challenge ah, issue. Okay. Will you run after me because I'm oh, taking you wherever you're going? Oh, this like human relationships. Oh my gosh. So what you need to do is actually Don't turn your back. Don't chase anything. <laughs> turn your back and go another direction. Wow. I and mean then, the metaphors, Sasha. We talked about this last week. The metaphors of like Here we come the again. handsome, <laughs> cute thing that can be manipulative. And this is like another metaphor of like you don't chase things. Like, you don't chase nothing because there is nothing anything. to be chased. If yeah. he don't like it, if he don't like it, how you said that was. I think uh, I don't. I don't really recall that name, but it was. Uh, now I need to. I, I need to confess that I watched the movie, and this is the one. The secret, I watched, the law of attraction. No, no, no. This was. Uh, this was a soap opera. It's. Uh, oh, oh, even better. This is. Wait, great. Demi, Demi Moore <laughs> and Matthew McConaughey. I oh, think it's. No. no, no, it's not the maybe. Maybe it's not the Demi Moore. She need to spend a uh, night with a million dollar guy, and he gets, and she did. I don't know what's the name oh, of that. Oh yeah, Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. Oh, Michael Douglas was he? There I you think go. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And then the the actually the 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 movie starts with a guy or the girl looking at something. I think it's some 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 present that they got, and said, "If you want something really bad." set it free. If it comes back to you, it's yours forever. If yeah. it doesn't come back, it was never to begin with. Yeah, it's so true. And it's us really trusting that. Yes. It keeps us all free and choosing each other. Yes. If you don't trust your dog, yeah. that's because the dog doesn't trust you. If dog doesn't trust you, you don't deserve the dog. Deep. That's good. And that's where oftentimes uh, when we practice and we want to exercise the dog that are pulling on a leash, one way to do that is among the other that we, you know, teach in our classes is how to do that, you know, oftentimes switching the direction. Soon the dog pulls on the leash. You stop and you turn the other direction. So the dog say, oh, and if you do that, let's say in five minutes, you, tr you change the direction every single time the dog pulls. And then you you stop, you wait the dog to kind of release a little bit of tension, and then you move the other direction, and then you move again. Like opposite? Again. Wherever, okay. left, Wherever. right, straight, forward. What, what's then, happening when you do that? But the dog going to get, oh my God, I can't predict where we are living, where we are going. How should oh. I pull? Where to pull? And why are they pulling, Sasha? Because they want to protect us. They want, they want to, to be ahead of okay. us because they want to protect and they're going to uh, they're going to decide what the danger for us is. Okay. Is it a dog or it's a human or it's a or it's a chicken or it's a cow or it's a or it's a right. vehicle right. whatever. 
Oh what my gosh, that's a lot of pressure then. Like you think about that if we're going for a walk, that sounds awful. That's what I said the first time. <laughs> yeah, I know, but I mean like the more you embody what their experience is. But you remember what was the first suggestion when the Happy said that he barks on the dog. I said, stop, stop, stop taking him, yeah. stop putting him up for the failure. You yeah. know he's going to fail. You know he's reactive. And you keep bringing him back to the same environment, thinking something else is going to change. Nothing yeah, going to change. But again, Sasha, it's like people needing to understand the experience of their dog. So you have a good relationship and not this, you know, because we do this to ourselves, but it's like you can see like them getting kind of like pissed off at their dog for not behaving better mm. and wanting to force the behavior and then thinking there's something wrong with the dog because they're not performing the right way instead of stepping back and thinking, what is my dog trying to tell me? What's the experience my dog is having and adjusting from that, that point of view? That's a because big shift. That's that's where the training never yeah. gives results. You're going to have a trainer yeah. that will help you fix a problem. And then in three weeks, five weeks, one month, five months, some the same problem going to come back or something else going to happen. You're going to call the same trainer because he fixed it last time. Yeah. And he, he going to fix it again and he going to fix it again and he going to fix it again. But the symptoms going to just keep changing. Well, no, but this makes a lot of sense because when you understand, I'm going to sneeze because I've had this. Sorry. Bless you. In <laughs> <laughs> it's like almost, but not. But when you understand what the dog's behavior, what's going on with them, it's such a better relationship. Because it's a communication. That's a problem. They don't have a language. The only way for them to say to to tell to us is the, the behavior. Uh, behavior. So if we yeah. compress the, the behavior press. that we don't like by training, they're gonna explode somewhere else, and we're gonna compress them. Then this is gonna be totally makes sense. That's what we do too. Like when you suppress emotion it manifests another way so why would it not be the same in our dogs i guess like that's the easiest way to understand it because that's that's what we are because all of this what what we are doing the training of the dog is coming out from that old world that doesn't exist anymore we yeah. used to train the dogs to develop their traits right. their skills yeah. To make them sled harder and faster to run and be better in their job but yes. now they're not doing job anymore to the humans. Right. They become a be best friend to a human. And best friend is there to be for you when you need the best friend the most. And now we have another, some emotional relationship with them. Not yes. a trade trading, not a, not a skill trading relationship. We don't need trainers anymore because every single trainer is taking the essence yeah. of the dog away yeah. from the dog. Unless you have a dog that's like a blue healer, like a herding dog or a hunting dog or something like that. If you like want that. to take a dog to some traits or that, like do Yeah, that. but there's very few that do that. Most dogs now are our best friends, our companions. Because again, you come like, why do you need a dog to do things you can do without a dog? Yeah. It comes like, uh, again. Yeah, makes like, sense. But also on the other thing. That's why, why, why do we need the humans now to perform what the e, uh, AI, like uh, AI can yeah. do without you, right? Yeah, yeah. We are living in completely, and the, the companies make uh, very rational decisions of laying off all of these people because we need to uh, think about uh, company, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not an emotional, uh, in, in emotional uh, relationship to that. We, the, every leader is doing what's best for the, the group.
if the right. group is a company, then the good leader going to uh, yeah. protect the company, even if that's mean laying off thousands of people. Right. And that is why our like three primary things for survival is love, safety and belonging. Yes. So that belonging to a group is is still critical to our survival, even though we've created a very individualistic society. And then it's always comes like easy to love some because, you know, the love oftentimes can kill us by being yes. only in love. We don't because the love love is outcome of very precisely uh, not uh, like a responsible and respective way of communication. And that requires a lot of discipline that you don't say always what you think because mm -hmm. it might hurt someone. Right. And yeah. someone you love. Well, yeah. Right. In in, yeah. in in the essence of, am I telling this to someone else because it bothers me? Bothers. That's exactly what I can see in you. Bothers me in myself. And rather than rather than you know, as you as you, you pointed out perfectly, as you said, we need to step back. We need observe. to step back. It's not like always running. Okay, this didn't work. Let's see something else. Let's see something else. Right? Run after money. Run after career. Run after mm -hmm. fixing the problems. And you yeah. never actually come to the point of where you actually step back. Step back. Step here. No mm -hmm. more forward. Right. Receive. I need, inner, I, I need to open inner eyes. Oh, I need to internalize. I need to see myself, no matter mm -hmm. of the consequence. I need to see myself from within. Yeah. And, it's uh, huge. It's huge. And I was just talking to my friend last night um, and we were walking her dog. Actually, I'm going to tell her about this because her dog was pulling on the leash mm -hmm. um, like tips to do. But we're talking about that. Like if you're always going, 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 that's like a, a doing action. It's a masculine, right? Like force. But the balance of that is to stop back because you can't like catch anything. You can't receive yep. anything if you don't stop. If you're always like going this way, you, you can't receive and like in the case of our dog and stuff you're trying to understand like you can you do need to step back just to be able to catch what they're trying to throw you so to speak in their and behavior then, and as you said like uh, answers are within mm -hmm. and then when you hear the answers you shouldn't feel guilty because you felt your easy didn't live along walks or she didn't love uh, parks or she just you know wanting to cuddle and play with you because she was a two-pound chihuahua <laughs> and then, you know, it was much easier for you to understand that than to someone that has a husky. Yeah. And you might, you know, kind of, but still you get feeling guilty. And soon you feel guilty for not doing a mainstream projected things in the world that doesn't exist. Yeah. The training world is based on the Pavlov experiment. And the Pavlov experiment was always proving that if you blackmail someone for something, yeah. he's going to turn it into an action. And that action has a consequence. Yes, it's a yeah. physiological change. Yeah, it's well, a radical it... physiological impact. It's a radical impact of the of the outside world on a physiology that's yeah. irresistible. Right, you can't resist epileptic attack when it's happening, but you can prevent it three hours later. Yeah, uh, three hours earlier. Earlier, yeah. Right. Yeah. What's happening? The only thing you can do is survive. It, it survive it. Yeah. Now survive it, and let's see tomorrow what to do. But if we're just gonna casually wait, uh, nothing gonna change. Right. And it's as beautiful as was laid out by by my uh, my my mentor uh, Vlado Ilic. He said uh, Vlado Ilic. He said nicely, nothing is as it's supposed to be. Everything happens as an outcome of our doings. And not good, not doings. 
Everything mm. we do or don't do impacts the way it's gonna be. And nothing is as it should be. Because everything is a consequence of our doings and not doings. Isn't that, so, isn't that amazing? Well, I get the part that everything is a consequence of our doing or not doing, but everything is not as it should be or is as it should be as a consequence no, no, uh, because... No, any, everything, uh, uh, any, no, anything is not... How you say? Nothing, no, no, no. Nothing, nothing. is as it should be. Because oftentimes we oftentimes we say, oh, it's gonna be as it's, as it's be. Oh, we don't have an ex, uh, impact to the. Yes, we do, because we are dropping your. You know the butterfly effect when yeah. the butterfly flies in the Fairfield, Iowa, yeah. the the volcano starts in Malaysia. Mm -hmm. So everything impacts and it everything else, and that's like nothing is as as it's supposed to be. Everything is a consequence of our actions and not actions, and everything will be the consequence of our doings or not doings. Does this make sense? Yeah, yeah. And in this particular uh, uh, context as well, the dog uh, problems not gonna just vanish, and they won't be. We won't be able to enforce anything by doing wrong and repeating wrong actions, expecting different right. outcomes. Okay, so I think this is a great segue then for us to talk about the emotional entanglement piece next week. There because that I think the separation anxiety thing is huge for us to understand because it is very different than what we're taught. And this is so helpful to understand what the dog's experience is so mm -hmm. we can approach it differently. Like how we come back, how we arrange when we're gone. Mm -hmm. um, I think there's still a question about like traveling with them because I know some people you might... travel with them normally because the, who cares the leader we follow the leader yeah we, so that's on okay. Alaska or on Hawaii or in a palace or in a and they're fine they are perfect that's yeah. where they are the dog likes to be on the feeder feet of their masters yeah that's so, where okay the... Perfect. I, I traveled with Izzy all the time. I mean, because it seemed better than Lee. She seemed to like it better than me arranging her to stay at home. So again, this goes back to when I stopped listening to, I mean, it was you know, a little too late, right? But I, when I started listening to my intuition with her, it did go better. She mm. was better. It was happier. But it was against what people told me to do, which was confusing, right? And, and yeah. then now this has been so helpful. So, I mean, Izzy's not with me anymore, but like when we separated from the pack, when I, when I had broke up and left and we kind of reestablished our dynamic, it's just so interesting now to think of like what her experience was and how now that you know, looks. Now you know better to prepare yourself for the next puppy. When, it, when it comes, when the, when the, when the, you know, and it always will happen if, if it's, if the need of your, systemic uh, healing and the, and the journey is in need of someone else and that someone else cannot be represented by the human but by the dog and that's how they come into our lives oh wow isn't that isn't that cool because they, really they always cool. come as a, as a, as, a, and that's again like very nice intro in the next week episode. Yeah, the, like, the emotion. emotion. Mm -hmm. They always come on our cross paths in the okay. life, and okay. then uh, we we either turn to a family, friends for support, or we turn to a resource of unknown 
existence and then it's uh, represent itself to a dog maybe they come to us in the different uh, forms like uh, humans or the system always balances itself we always have a chance to turn to someone uh-huh. in order to get this uh, support to go through these uh, extensive uh, primal emotions um, you know experience that are that's always ne- the, the when we are going through the sources of uh, uncertain time and crossroads through the life, mm-hmm. we always end up experiencing these deep primal emotions that are always bringing us to a next level of our uh, growth, right? right but right. in order for that to happen, we need to have an uh, adequate and uh, responsible resources of support right. from the community around us. Right. That's what obviously and oftentimes is not because we are all, you know, grieving together. Oh, poor you. Oh, nothing going to happen. Oh, I, I, first time I saw that guy, I, I, I knew you shouldn't get with him. And I told, I wanted to tell you. And then they kind of takes us out from that. We cover, we cover all of that pain and grief that we should go through in order to grow and not to repeat the same situation again and again and again and again. But no, sometimes this happens because that's easiest to cope with. The circumstances are the way. And then we turn from best friend and then the dogs come and then, and then whatever goes out from there. So, uh, so, so our responsibility like in being conscious, because this is, again, the segue to next week. When we are conscious with our relationship with a dog, why they're coming into our family, you know, they leave, whatever. But when they come in thinking about this, but if we're struggling with a certain piece of something, then we get to look at what the emotional entanglement or attachment or something that we might be projecting or doing. And and you can help us with that through the uh, constellation yeah. thing. But, very... but next week we can talk more about it. But that's a really cool thing because yeah, the That's family constellation is a perfect of tool ourselves. of understanding the system, right? Okay. How the system uh, puts a group itself, like a system on its own, mm-hmm. cares about the function of the system is a survival of the family. So that's only thing what needs to happen. And oftentimes, because of no matter what, the system gets out from balance. And when it's out from balance, tends to balance itself. And why balancing sacrifice the individuals for that to achieve. Yeah. So now we have, maybe I'm an individual that goes through that experience. I'm, I'm taking a burden of my family in order to help family balance itself. And right. in that, in that, uh, in that uh, that's kind of very vague, me trying to explain it, but then I lose myself. I lose my identity and I become a trauma. I live experience of the trauma that brought the system apart. In order for system to heal, we need to recover. We need to see the trauma, the experience from the safe distance, understanding that's gone, it's past, it is, it's created uh, the uh, present as is. And now from here, we move forward and we create by doing it and not doing it. Right. And the dogs come in order to help us balance the system because sometimes it is impossible uh, to do it alone. Because oftentimes the dogs 
literally saved the life of someone like they did mine when I was back young boy. Yeah. Right? So that's yeah. for me, this dynamic of emotional entanglement is so obvious that I can't understand the people don't see it. But I lived within like for 30 years. Yeah. And when I understood actually that's actually it's not a common knowledge. It's not a common understanding of the relationship. It's not mainstream. The training is mainstream. The oppression is mainstream. The impression and embedding of obedience is a mainstream. Then I actually, that's how I actually started to talk about that. Not that I have a language capacity to do that. And thank you so much for the, for, you know, come jumping on these calls and being a, a safe and a helpful resource to translate all of these that I try to communicate with the people. Um, you know, if it's yeah, if, if my... you can understand it, and then you say it differently, and you you know take me back and really re, re, uh, reiterate it and things like that. So I'm well, really I see your help, and I I really honor your uh, your, oh, your 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 everything. Uh, no, also. Um, you want, and Vedran, I must say as well, because he's well, also the backbone of everything we of do. Of course, of course. <laughs> and I, I just want to say, though, too, like, I, I I, love being here. I love doing this with you because, I, I, again, you have such a deep knowledge and expertise of this that I think so many people love their dogs so much and, and just don't know. We don't know. We don't know what we don't know. And any way that I can help... Um, you know, ask the questions that are more like, it feels like, I don't want to, I don't know how to say it. It was like, you like have done this so long and you have such knowledge about this that it's like up here. And I'm just trying to help be a catalyst for all of us just newer into understanding this way of communicating to, um, yeah, just like to help it land because everybody wants to, I mean, I think most people want to do the best by their dog. We just haven't had the right information and, and the consciousness of knowing how to create this for our dogs and then understanding how we're responsible, you know, like, you know, you need to be a leader, but you're told a leader means doing this when that's not actually the way the dog feels like you're a leader. That's like really groundbreaking. And then, you know, knowing that we might be calling a dog's coming into our life for a certain reason, and we might have emotional entanglements with them that we're putting on to them or burdening them with, um, you know, completely. And that's, not you know, knowing, not just being completely aware unconscious. Don't yeah. think about that you did that because you decided and now that you can go through that process yourself by thinking about that. It's always what you need to have there is a support. You know, that's mm-hmm. why, you know, this family constellation always includes the the constellator it's nothing more than just a witness that that actually help you witness the the, this this, this environment around you and all the work is actually done by by you yeah you remember we we had it right yes i know and i I know we're going to talk about this next okay 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 okay. but but the little intro for everyone watching is when we did do because you you met izzy izzy was sick we did a family constellation and beyond my dog, beyond Izzy, seeing how I was taking on, just like Izzy was taking on burden, I was taking on burden from my family unconsciously. And it's like, once you see that, then you can have a choice of what you do with it. There you go. But like, you really can't do anything until you become conscious of what you're doing 
and then then you you know then you have a choice that you then can you actually have a choice then it's a conscious choice conscious and then choice. maybe you know then it's the that, doing or the undoing like you said or the not doing it's all it's all it's all depend on that and th that nothing wrong in doing or not doing because we are all on different levels of right. strength of uh, whatever resources we need and then when we that's also pretty okay when you when you get a choice to choose from and you say like okay I need to go with this one today, but this is a resource here I need to find. So in three days, I'm going to go right way. Mm -hmm. But don't forget, don't forget that you just a little bit, you know how you say that, uh, uh, you just decided today because there were no resources and you literally were aware of what is missing. Right. And then when you regroup, don't forget to come right. back again and go right direction. Right. Because yeah. again, that's not doing of what we knew we should do, and then who knows where those uh, where those uh, you know this every single decision, no matter how small or big, is taking us closer to life or away of it. Yeah, and like when you were you said something earlier about when we were talking about the kennel and not the kennel and <laughs> and doing this and not doing that and trusting the dog and not trusting the dog or the dog doesn't trust you. Like if, if you don't get, if you don't take those things personally and you just go like, Hmm, and you get curious and you step back and you go, why don't I trust my dog? Or why might my dog not trust me? Like you get insight into yourself. Yeah. And oftentimes, you know, this constellation as they go, oftentimes there are literally, uh, you know, endless possibilities of the tools that you can have as a resource. Interview is some of them. And oftentimes the only thing that we can, you know, start using and then we never know where we because we always need to start a constellation without any expectations because that's the only way to get to the right. root of the problem because you you can't predict right. our our mind is yeah. so so small that you can't even imagine such yeah. a great thing and yeah. oftentimes, for everybody so, watching it when you when you did that for me when you did the constellation for me i had no idea deal what I mean I had no idea what we were doing I had no idea what you were going to show me <laughs> so I couldn't have any expectations and it was like it was like wow how it comes out yeah I did, yeah, what not I having any that, idea what we were even doing I didn't even know yeah. what we were doing. and then it was you know look at us like maybe five years later yeah like which kind of relationship we end up having and thank you so much I just wanted to acknowledge that and then um um I can't wait for the next Wednesday, 9 yeah. p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. And emotional I'm sure that's going to be nice and amazing and emotional because we, I think we are to the point to reveal, uh, because oftentimes, as you see, as you can see and witness from your own, even if you are perfect in uh, knowledge, if you know what you need to do, something greater than us is preventing us from doing that. Yeah. And that is when we need to, uh, when we need to detangle, detangle yeah. emotional and then let the dog be a dog and let us find the, 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 the thing we the, need, whatever we need in order to move on with the life because it's time for that. Right. Oof. Good stuff, Sasha. Really good. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for sharing. I feel like we've made so many cool um, bridges too with not just like dogs and consciousness, but humans and consciousness. And it makes, like just like really natural sense why these it all goes together yeah and if you really want to kind of learn more dig about you're gonna you know we are building the web page uh, with yep. a lot of resources and content oh um, yeah so there's you so go many good things to, uh, coming yeah pureloveandharmony.com and uh, 
find, I'm sure that uh, the ones that are looking for are going to find what they need. And then uh, I'm available and everyone in my team available to you and to anyone that needs some, some, um, you know, some support on this journey. Yeah, I mean, we throw out again that just like we interviewed Alex, if there's anybody else that is going through anything specific with their dog and would like some guidance, Mm-hmm. Um, email email us from on the website or on um, Instagram. You can DM, and then we would love to get in touch with you and see how we could help you support that. Wonderful. Are we closing this? I think we're good. I think we're done. Perfect. We'll see Thank you so much. Emotional entanglement. <laughs> Emotional entanglement. I can't wait. I can't either. Even though these days like rushing so fast, I I was when whether when when he sent today like an email, I was oh my god, it was like yesterday. I know. That's what I so felt like. I can't too. wait to see you next Wednesday, nine o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Love you all. Love you, Shannon. Yeah, love you too. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone.